children. You are so mindful of us. Mindful of us. You are concerned about us. You are. Oh, glory to God. Oh, yes, you are. You have us on your mind, Lord God. You know the plans purposes that you have for us. You know the plans and the purposes you have for astounding love and more than enough ministries. You know what those are, Lord God. You have spoken them through your prophet in the earth realm. You have spoken what your plans and purposes are. Oh God, let us get in alignment with your word. Let us believe the word. Who will believe the report? Oh God, of the prophets of God. What God is yes, saying about yes. this place yes, in Jesus' name. Glory to God. We yes, worship yes, and praise yes, you, Lord God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We stand in the gap, oh God, for Diana's father right now in the name of Jesus. Oh God, oh glory to God that the spirit of healing will manifest in his body now in the name of Jesus. That he will come to a place of rest and peace in you, oh God. That he will know you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. That he will know you, Lord God. That he will surrender all and all to you, O oh God. You said the prayers of the righteous availeth much, O oh God. And as we pray, we see, we believe, O oh God, that we will receive what we pray, O oh God. And we pray for his salvation today. We pray that he is healed and whole in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Yes. yes, we do. Glory yes. to yes. Jesus. Yes. Glory Hallelujah. to Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Is there anything yes. too hard for God? Nothing. There is nothing too nothing. hard for God. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, because you are true to your word. Yes. Yes. You are true. Yes, you are. Yes, you are faithful. You are faithful. We thank you, Lord God. Yes, you are. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This morning, the Lord reminded me that we we have that we are to in the Word of God it says that we are to contend for the prophecies. Mm -hmm. When we first moved in this place, there was a young man that was a real estate agent for Comunidad Cristiana. We had worked on this thing together, and he prophesied that this place. That there was a, he says, I see 120 people in there. We didn't have all the seats that we have now. But he says, I see that. And he said, I see this full. Now he was a part of Comunidad Cristiana, but it was a prophetic word. And he prophesied over that. And the Lord reminded me this morning, I mean, I got a rebuke. Because we, uh, last week I started praying over every chair, touching the butt of it and the top of it so that nobody should ever use two chairs, one person, right? You sit down, you're, you know, you're, somebody is not close to you, whatever. And he says, let me know that they're not filled because we haven't contended for the prophecy. We have not prophesied, we have not called in, we have not reminded God what he said. He said, uh, we have not seeded into those, into those chairs. I'm not talking about money now. This is not about money. I'm talking about seed. The word of God is a seed. Mm -hmm. 
and we have uh, we have become complacent. And and he says, you know, he he opened it up and something, and and many people are comfortable. In fact, they don't want people coming. They don't realize this, but they don't want people coming. So we have to start to pray. We have to start to prophesy. We have to start to speak to the believers and call them full. And we have to do that every time we come in here. And you, and uh, um, that's moving into this pastorate, moving into this place that you're moving into, moving into into the authority place that you are, and you and doing what it is that God is calling forth. And I'm prophesying to you at this moment. And 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 what's coming forth? You're gonna need. You're gonna have to start to. I I, I do my part. Pastor Lonzine does her part. But you got to do yours too. And you're decreeing. You're declaring. And every person in here needs to start to prophesy. We need to take this thing seriously, because once we do with our words, then we will be able to do with that, and then we won't be thinking about ourselves anymore. We'll be heaven-minded. See, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, because it's just like this man here. She doesn't know. She let him know. If you're about to take your last breath and call out the name of Jesus, don't call out us. Don't call out this. You see, there's people going to heaven every day. There's people going to, I mean, going to hell every moment of the day. And so God has said what we are to do, and we are to start to prophesy to this place. We're supposed to prophesy to these chairs. Even those, those, those uh, 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 gold things back there, they're there right this minute. Mm -hmm. But there will be butts and backs in those seats. Amen. Okay. Amen. So I need to give that to you. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And I receive it. We receive it. Amen. Yes. Glory yes. to God. We yes. receive it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And we're going to, as Dr. Baker said, um, uh, as I was driving in this morning, um, I was thinking about, you know, obviously I always want to know what is the Lord speaking for this time and, and for the time that I have. And uh, we have been reading over the prophetic word that God has given and the Lord reminded me that, and that's why you know, as I was praying, I was praying that Jeremiah 29 and 11. I know the plans and the purposes that I have for you, and they are good. But the question really becomes, do we believe it? As the apostle just said, we often get into a complacent place, not only in here, but in our own lives, that we don't believe what God's word really says, and we lean to our own understanding of the matters. The Bible says this. It says, do what? Cast, and I believe that's in Peter, 1 Peter 5. It says, cast the whole of your care upon him. What does that mean? That means everything, every chair, that we just talked about, every person that walks in that door, every situation in your own personal life, every situation in this ministry, every, minist every situation outside of this ministry, it means put it on him. I cast, in other words, 
Cast means I, if, who's a fisherman? If you've ever been fishing, you have a rod, and you take the rod, you put the bait on it, and you cast it out there. And when you cast it out there, what do you expect? You don't expect to reel your reel back in and get nothing back from it. When you cast it out there, you put it out there with the expectation that there is going to be a fish at some point in time that's going to bite the bait and you're going to be able to reel in what you are fishing for. God says, cast the whole of my care out upon him and God's going to take it, he's going to catch it, and you're going to get what you received. Amen? Amen. So as we pray this morning, it's time for giving. If you have tithes, offering, gifts of love, this is the time to do it. Father, we thank you. First of all, we repent, Father God, for being in a place of complacency. We repent for thinking that it is only the job of the set person in the house to contend for the house. It is all of our jobs to contend for the souls, for the finances, for the resources, for what God has for us. It's all of our responsibilities to contend for the prophetic word that was spoken to the prophet in the 90s. And we recommit ourselves. Because at one point in time, perhaps we had a commitment to it. We recommit ourselves to this prophetic word of God. See, I am in 100% agreement and belief that what is spoken in this word is ready to manifest. But we have to be in the right position in the right place. And you know what that means? You have got to get out of the way. Get out of the way. I'm going to put it this way. This is the way it came to this morning. you got to get the hell out of the way. Right? You got to get the hell out of the way. That's it. I take that. Yes. What does that mean? That means you got to get everything that is coming from the pit of hell out of the way so that the things of God can manifest as they should. That's it. The, it says here in this work, it would not be uncommon for things to happen if we would do what God says and contend for his word. That's what it says right here in this prophetic word. Now, if God said to those people that were in Jeremiah, that were in exile, he spoke to the elders, if he would say it to them that even in the midst of their captivity, that I have a plan for you, no matter what type of situation you're going through, what more, much more would he do for us? Come on, somebody. So we contend for this. And we're going to be reading this. So we're going to, sometimes we're going to read all of this. Sometimes we're going to just, we're going to meditate on one portion. And we're going to pray that out. But I believe this is ready to break forth. It's ready. This is the time. This is the season. So, Father, we thank you for the tithes, offerings, and the gifts of love. You know, we got started. We get an opportunity to say it. This is a sound love church, a global church fellowship. We're at 1914 Trade Zone Boulevard in San Jose, California. Our uh, web address is www.astoundinglove.org, and we encourage each of you to uh, give into this ministry. You can hit the donate button and be a part of what God is doing here. Amen? Amen. At this time, Pastor Lanzine is coming. Come on, put your hands together for him. Glory to God.
I learned yesterday that um, fluidity is a major blessing of the Lord. Because I did a lot of moving of boxes and stuff in, in um, preparation for some deliveries, which, by the way, Mr. Dury, Mr. Allen, though you're not present, Mr. Danny, thank you so much for bringing all that stuff out to my house yesterday. But I had to climb over stuff. Interesting ways of climbing and moving and stretching. And the fun thing, this is why I'm telling the story, not because I do manual labor, who cares? Um, but I'm not sore. It's like I thought about it, and um, later, it was just like, wow, this is awesome. Because, see, they tell you that you reach certain ages, anything over 21, and, <laughs> and you're supposed to lose your fluidity. That's a lie. And uh, that's my testimony. Great so, I agree. Yeah, I'm serious. I was doing things, and I was like, I, I said, God, thank you for Alex. Alex is the name of my trainer. I don't always thank God for Alex. <laughs> But, um, you know, you, you, what we're learning, and it, there's a point to this, it's habitual to go. It's habitual to go do. I just got this new thing here. It's a gift from a friend, but I don't know how to use it. Um, it's habitual now for many of us to wake up before 5 o'clock. Or to wake up, even if you oversleep, you wake up about 5.20 and you're like, oh my gosh, i got to get on the call. Because your body is used to waking up. Um, it's habitual to, uh, well, there's a lot of things that it's habit to do with whatever your routine is. You, it's, it's so ingrained, sometimes you might be driving and you're thinking so hard, you automatically turn to the places that you turn and you pull up to your destination and go, how did I get here? Because it really wasn't on your mind. But your muscle memory and the things that happen do. And this is what the minister of God was just talking about. And Dr. Baker was saying, the memory, the muscle memory, spiritual muscle memory, to contend for prophecy, to speak the things that God says, to make it such an ingrained part of who we are, that it, like I've heard it said, and I'll just use it, if you poked the Pillsbury Doughboy, he giggles. You poke us, the word of God comes out. So that's... Um, Muscle memory, the practice of it, the practice of it. And God is the perfecter. We do the practice, he does the perfecting. Okay? Great. So you all can be seated. Thank you. What we're going to do this morning, um, we're going to do a few different things. Let me see here. And let them get themselves situated. I think you have to put it on star point too, baby. Cool. If you didn't mute it, because I heard something. Okay, there we go. So this is, of course, Typical Solutions for Life. Is this the right one? I guess so. <laughs> Keep going. I want to get to the meat of what we're going to talk about. The culture of the kingdom of God and the manifested power of a changed life. That's what we're going to talk about. The manifested power of a changed life. God, you are so, so awesome. You are beautiful beyond measure. You are uncontainable and yet you choose to be contained. You are invisible and yet seen. Wonderful, marvelous, amazing, constant, faithful, loving, kind, 
tender, merciful. <laughs> ah. Ah. Wow. Thank you. I thank you for the words that you speak through your various vessels today. I thank you for opening our mouths. We open our mouths and you fill them with such rich wisdom and knowledge, understanding, things that can flow out of us to help the people around us. Words that you give us to intervene in legal matters of the earth. Words that you give us to intervene in health issues. You give us the ability to sit in the seat and to look through your eyes and to say your words and to watch you do what everybody that was ignorant of you said could not happen. Glory to God. I believe in the miraculous power of God. I don't just believe in miracles. I believe in the miracle worker. I believe yes. in the yes. anointing yes. of Holy Spirit, in the glory of God, in the King of glory himself, in the spirit of glory, in the spirit of truth, in the spirit of wisdom and knowledge and power and might, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. I believe in the spirit of humility and the spirit of love and obedience and all of these amazing powers that you've given us. Obedience is a superpower. Humility is a superpower. Forgiveness is a superpower. <laughs> it's like I'm a superhuman and I'm taking my vitamins today. <laughs> Thank you so much. And then wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, those are like the components that help us to obey and to we understand why we forgive. We understand and we have knowledge of what happens on the other side of it. Because see, it all works together when we choose to do the obedience to God is a joy of the Lord, which is our strength. I'm obedient. That's a strength for me. It's a strength for me. It's not a, a, a God put a leash around, collar around my neck and a, put me on a leash and now i got to obey him. No. Instead, he made me free so that I can. You filled your, us with yourself so that we can obey. Because we have the spirit of Yeshua. We have the heart to obey him. And that is a beautiful thing. So we praise Thank you, Lord. worship yes, you, yes, glory to God, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Thank you, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Praise the Lord. Sometimes he gives me songs in my, as a communique. It's um, not songs of great, they're not deep. But there's just a moment when he says something to me that lets me know there's a transition. So while I'm praying, and I worship you and thank you, I get this little song phrase that comes bubbling up. And it's like, yeah. Oh, you're laughing in the joy of the Lord. I'm laughing because Holy Spirit is so funny. So I'm praying, I'm worshiping, and I'm sweating up here a little bit. And I hear this, I feel pretty, 
Oh, so pretty. So <laughs> <laughs> pretty and witty and light. So <laughs> I just think that's kind of cool. <laughs> Especially since I'm not actually a fan of the sound of music. <laughs> but I thought that was fun. That's what we are. We're pretty. You look pretty, man. <laughs> you are. You're a pretty man. So you guess well, my daddy used to sound about that. I'm pretty. You know, so does Muhammad Ali, because I'm pretty. And they weren't talking about being feminine. Okay? That's not a feminine term in, in when it's directed that way. Not at all. Okay? So, look at all you pretty people. We are. Glory to God. Kingdom life. In real time. We talked about this a little bit last week. And we'll delve into it some more, but not at this moment. But just remember, kingdom life in real time is life out of time. Life out of the times of of limitation, out of the li- or out of the limitation of time, when there's a miraculous thing that needs to take place, when there's a supernatural thing, a super uh, human action that needs to take place, we are not locked in to the limitations of this world or of the systems of this world. We sit from a, 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 a different, we have a different vantage point. So kingdom life in real time is bringing the timeless, it's bringing the supernatural, it's bringing the things from what is called the unseen realm into the seen realm to change the dynamics, to change the outcomes, to change the expectation. Everywhere we go, we use our superpower called hope. And we release hope into the hearts of people. I, I received a, a message from a writer. There's a conference coming up. I, I'm not planning to attend it this year. And uh, so one of, the, one of the speakers happens to be someone I met when I went to a conference, probably the first real big conference I went to a few years back, quite a few years ago now. And I was a very hurt person. I was really wounded from a lot of things. And going to that particular conference was hard for me. Uh, first of all, I, I just learning how to be personable or being able to, I, I would say that it was the thing of, I didn't know what questions to ask. I'd never been in that environment before, not on this scale. This was a much bigger one than the little one I had gone to. And everyone seemed to know what to do. So it's like being the freshman on the first day of a new school in a town that you've never been in before. And so I'm wandering around, and thankfully I had my own room because, you know, um, I was able to pray the prayers I needed to pray. And some things happened that put me in the spotlight there, and they weren't great. You know, it was a person that said the wrong things to me in front of everybody. He didn't mean to. He just stuck his foot in his mouth and bit. And he said some things that caused tension and offense all over the place. And he was one of the leaders of the conference, you know, and I had won a prize, and he was trying to say something funny, and he, it, didn't, it didn't come out right. What did you say? I don't even remember. It had something to do with color or something like that, you know, white man talking to black females, same wrong thing. And so there were a lot of very militant people in the place, and you could just feel the oxygen being sucked up when he said what he did, like he made a mistake. And, I kind of covered it for him, but after I had so many people come up to me apologizing, and I'm looking like, for what? I knew that what he said wasn't right, but I also knew he didn't mean it. 
And so what came to my heart as I met this writer that I was referring to, and she, she had written a book, she's written quite a few books, but this particular book, I, it, it may be free right now, it's called Words, W-O-R-D-S. And the author's name is Jenny Weitrup. She's just amazing, very kind, very, very giving. And you would not, her first name is spelled too, her last name is spelled too wise. But um, she gave of herself, which I find when you go to a Christian Writers Conference, many, many people, though, especially those in leadership, they give you themselves. They give you healing, they give you encouragement, they give you uh, truth, and it's wonderful. And so there were some things that were happening for me while I was there. And one of the things I felt very strongly about this man was it had to be a show of reconciliation coming from me. That these people that were watching him, that were judging him, that had reported him and done all these things in the name of their personal offense, it had to be stopped. And so I went up to him because he's an amazing pianist. He, and he, he played um, one of um, Andre Crouch's songs. And I mean, just played it like like Andre Crouch was just beautifully. And so I went up to him afterwards and I mentioned something about you, Mom, and just said, well, yeah, um, I, we know him. I used to attend this church and so forth and so on. And I just wanted, it was like the Lord was just saying, just let the people see you talking to him. Just stand there and talk to him. And he was able to look at me and realize, because he did the big apology, you know, and all this other kind of stuff. But it was just to let the people realize, no, there's no offense. See, why? Because we are born from above. We're the people of God. Why is offense the first thing out instead of forgiveness and compassion? And so Miss um, Jenny wrote this thing, and she's, she just, uh, something wonderful happened for her. And so she was writing an encouragement to the people that are coming to the, to the thing, uh, to the, that particular uh, conference, this particular upcoming thing, and she was saying, you know, when I first went, this is what I experienced, this is what I experienced, this is what I experienced, and so I responded. And I just said, I remember that, you know, because when I went, I met her and just probably about 10 or 12 people that are in Christian world, you recognize their names if I, if I say them because you'll see their books, you know, in the stores and whatever. And I met a lot of those people. and. Uh, they were so kind, so loving. And I told her, I said, you poured into me that day. And I thank you so much because that's what you are. You're a very generous, giving person. And I really appreciate you and, and commend you and congratulate you for the things. Well, she sends me back a response, which I, I need to respond to because I saw it in passing. And she said to me, you know, let me tell you, you know, you meet these people, and they're surrounded by the editors and the this and the agents and whatever it is, and they're known. And that's not my level as of yet. Um, so you don't actually think they know you. Other than, oh yeah, they see you on Facebook. I've had interaction with her since then. I've you know, been in workshops with her and different things, but you don't really think they know you. It's like being now you're a sophomore. And you know the seniors that you pass by, but you don't know that they actually know your name. <laughs> Because I, when you go to writers' conferences, for me it feels very much like high school, mainly because we have a lot of English classes. But 
She said to me, and you are an encourager. And it opened something in my heart because it was a recognition, yeah, God, that's exactly funny. You're going to go, that's what I want to be. It's like, well, you don't have to ask me. You just have to do it because you already are. Because he's in you. The encourager is in you. He's already here. So I want to be more of this. It's like, well, then be. That's the kingdom like a new time. Be. You, we can transition. I mean, we don't need a phone booth, which they don't have anyway, to change into your superhuman outfit. You just want to take it off. And it cleans automatically. The blood of Jesus cleans it. It gets sanitized, so you don't have to be concerned about your body smells. And unless you're walking in the flesh, and then we stink it up, and then we repent, and we do the things we do, and the blood of Jesus cleanses it. And, ooh, this is great. And it even changes the look, so you don't have to be mad about, oh, God, I'm going to wear the same outfit every day, day in, day out. Can we have variety, you know? Yes, you get scarves sometimes, and curves, you know, you're wearing the different things. You're clothed in the righteousness of Jesus. And so, yeah. You get to change all the time. The color is like that's the color of many colors. So it leads to this point. Whatever Jesus did, can you finish that sentence? And I remember I can only fix it. Whatever Jesus did on the earth, his name can do. Through us. Let me speak it. In the earth, the same power, the same results. The same results, the same results. Because they're Jesus results. He doesn't lower his standard. You know, well, it's them doing it, and I don't want them to get my glory, so uh, I'm going to minimize it so that they'll always remember it was really me. That's not him. I don't want you to show me out. That's not him. Maybe he said, you're going to do greater. That's the spirit of the encourager. And that's what I want to say to you today. You're going to do greater. You're going to do greater. Because that's his heart. And if we have any other heart, we don't have his. This slide says God's word reveals his heart. And remember we talked about it. So what I say, when, when, when his heart is revealed, my heart is revealed. When his mind is seen, so is mine. And any place that there's a disconnect, it's me, it's not him. That's right. His will, his emotions, his yeah. intentions. His plans, his purposes, his thoughts, and his point of view. Anytime I'm out of that, I'm, I'm, I'm off, and I can get into alignment. God doesn't, does not align with me. I align with him. That's it. With him in me, putting me in that place, you understand? That's what we're saying. That's, that's our whole thing. So these struggles that we have are simply because we don't want to obey. That's right. So what we can do is say, well, then I don't have your mind, Jesus. If I don't want to obey, it's me. It's not you. That's that old breakup thing. It's me. It's not you. <laughs> oh, you never heard anybody say that to you? It's me. It's not you. Yeah, I don't want to be. It's, it's not you. It's me. Well, I used to say, well, no, it's actually you and me. You know, it's, 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 it's me, it's, it's not you. It's like, well, yeah, it, it is you, and that's why me is breaking up. I'm not breaking up with you because of me. I'm breaking up with you because you are doing something I don't like. 
and I don't want to do the work. And I'll be glad that God didn't say, I'm so breaking up with you, I'm done. Because <laughs> you don't think like I do. You don't see things my way. You don't ever even want to walk in agreement with me, so why am I even bothering with you? We are finished. That's the superpower called grace and mercy. <laughs> okay. So, since Jesus is God's word made flesh, then my life is all about Jesus. And that's not a religious thing. That's a relationship thing. I talk about him because he says things worth repeating. You see? And so, this is, I can encourage you with his words because his words heal. I can say the things that he once said, and he's always happy, his father is always happy to perform the work to prove to be so. Sometimes people walk in a lot of fear. See, Jesus is God's word made flesh. But it's not about my life being all about flesh. Flesh that has you afraid. And I'm going to talk about fear for a few minutes. We'll get to the, the other pieces of this. I, I know we'll make it through because time is subject to us. I was talking to Crystal this morning, and we were talking about how sometimes, um, that's interesting, sometimes we hear about people being concerned about their family. You're in the kingdom, and you have issues going on with your family. Am I talking to the right people? Yep. Yes. Okay. Now, there's a few different things. I'm going to talk about my mom for a minute, and she'll walk back in on part of it, and not just bring her up to date. I remember uh, many times, yes, it's Dr. Baker and all the rest, but I'm talking about my mother at this moment, when she's being Dr. Baker. And she has told stories about my brother in the hospital before and the miraculous things God did, and this happening with my sister, uh, the fire that happened, and you know my sister being uh, uh, escaping from that, and, and, and she's just talked about things she said about her sister and her brother and so forth, and her mom, and you know, you've heard many things. And so what happens, is, is that sometimes because we don't get the whole story when somebody is giving you a throwaway line or giving you a piece, just pulling out one snapshot of their life. It's not a movie. It's just a picture. A static scene. Remember we talked about that. It's a moment of time, frozen in time. And so when we share our stories, we're giving you photographs. It might be like, oh, Look at this page in my photo album. Okay, here's when this part happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. And the pictures, just like intelligence, you take different pictures to show the whole picture. Are you with me? Yeah. When you go someplace, has anybody ever gone to the Grand Canyon? Anybody try to take a picture of the Grand Canyon? And it, it doesn't work, does it? Because no matter how great your panoramic view is, you can't capture the Grand Canyon in a picture. Now, if you've ever watched a film about it, and they're showing, they're panning the scene, then you get a better idea. 
about the Grand Canyon, but if you've ever been to the Grand Canyon, you realize you're never going to get to see the Grand Canyon. You're only going to see the part of the Grand Canyon that you went to. First of all, because there's too many people there. You know, I've not ever been to that park where there were so many people from all nations. It's a great place to witness. But she shows you snapshots. And so one of the times, she, I remember her saying, and she's talking about the birth of, of uh, one of my kids, my daughter, and how she wasn't there. And, you know, because she was off ministry, she talked about my brother and how he was in the hospital where she was preaching. And so people catch this thing of, well, how dare you? Your family comes first. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. When you read this book, if you have not read it, because we've been asked to read it, What If, by Tom, Pastor Tommy Barnett, he tells a story about that kind of thing. And he talks about how God is well aware of what's going on with your family. God is well aware of what is happening with your, you know, go ahead and name a list of the, the relatives. He's well aware of all of that, but he still says, put me first. That's very scriptural, because the, the, the widow woman in, in King, the book of Kings, who was like, uh, this is all I got, and the prophet says, feed me first. Put the kingdom first, and then you have, you'll have everything you need. Constantly in the word, they're telling you, do this, even though you, it's logical to, it's common sense, to do this. Common sense can kill you. Yes. Yes, amen. Now, I'm not talking about walking in, 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 the walk, in wisdom. I'm talking about being common in your thinking. Common to the world. Instead of the uncommon thinking of God. And so, so she said these things, and it's easy, we just talked about this, to be offended by what she said, because I wouldn't do it that way. It's easy to judge it, because I wouldn't do it that way. And it's easy to get offended on behalf of people that are not offended. <laughs> That's what happened to me at that writer's conference. They got offended. I wasn't offended. And then they got offended so much they were apologizing to me for because they were offended. But I was not. I was <laughs> the spirit of God in me was looking for reconciliation. Maybe it's because I was hurting already that I was aware that there's another level to the words that you speak. So offense just passed me by. I didn't have time for it. Being my height, just went right over me. Okay? And I didn't want it, so I didn't go looking for it. Very good. Very good. You with me? Yeah. Okay. So she did what she did, and then God did. The miraculous, she's away when the miracle baby was born. But she was there. See, this part of the story you don't know. She wasn't there when Arena was born, but she was there when my first son died. Which do you think I needed to come more? Because, by the way, she wasn't there for the conception either. <laughs> and wasn't invited. So don't get all upset because she don't show up when the birth thing happens. You didn't ask her to come when you were doing the thing, right? Right. Oh, right. <laughs> but I just need you to read the outcome of what I did in the dark. See how how we're thinking. Okay. Jesus is God's word made flesh, but my life is not about the flesh. 
My life is all about Jesus. Hallelujah. So what I'm saying to you is, as we were talking this morning, I can hear the Spirit of God saying, listen, when you get upset and, and needing to kowtow to your family, do you realize you're obeying the voice of demons? Because when your family wants you to do something other than what God told you to do, it's not them. It's not, it's not God speaking through them. And we only have two sources of words. There is no demilitarized zone. No neutral territory where my words can just be words without having to have any meaning. There is no such thing. Because Jesus called those idle, unemployed words. Got it? So don't be concerned when you don't please your family. Against the popular opinion, the woman of God put the word and the ministry ahead of the situation happening in that, at that time in Vallejo. And as a result, within a week, the young man came out because she obeyed the spiritual principle, put, seek first the kingdom of God. Now, see, some people go, well, yeah, but he's always going to have me do something other than what my family wants me to do. Well, yeah. <laughs> if your family wants you to do what he says don't do, then yes. But he's big enough to prove himself right so that your family, well, they're never going to talk to me again. It's like, actually, when you get towed off and cussed off by your family or whatever it is that they do, you're this and I'm never going to speak to you again and I'm so sick of you and I don't want to have anything to do. Don't you even call me. That's the demon. It's really the demon. I don't want to hear from you again. Don't you call me. Don't you say nothing to me. I am finished with you. That's the demon. Because the human spirit, you know, give it a week. Hi. How you doing? Hey, you know, I'm sorry. about the, I, I don't know. I, I was hungry. My, my hormones were just off. Hey, how's it going? This is going on in my life. Um, are you praying for me? Yes. See, they're going to do that. Trust God in that, right? That's just a quick public service announcement. Public service, PSA. Let's go on. Just trust it. That's my point. Trust it. You are designed. We're all designed in the kingdom. It, it, it's already set up that we can trust it. Because he really knows what he's doing. Minister Dury quoted Jeremiah 29 this morning, 11, that God knows the plans. And the message Bible, remember, he says, I know what I'm doing. I constantly hear, I know what I'm doing. Okay. All right. Let's keep going. I want to get to, let me see what we, yes, let's do this. Okay. So Jesus is God's word. We said that. And my words are to reveal. My words are to reveal his heart. Do you think you're hearing his heart this morning? Yeah. Yes. Because those are the only words I'm supposed to give. Are we talking? Are we looking from his mind? Is this the way he thinks? You see? His emotions, his mercy, his grace, his love, his compassion, his encouragement. Those are his emotions. His intentions. Jeremiah 29, 11, For good and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. i got a reason why I want you to do things my way. It's a really good reason. It's got a great outcome. I know what I'm doing. This is going to be good. Oh, it's God. Oh, my gosh. It, has it come to that? We have to ask him. 
Oh, if we have to ask him what what's what's uh, you just don't know. I don't I don't know what God's gonna do. He wants me to he wants me to he wants me to let go of this. Oh my god, if I let go of this, oh he wants me to submit to this. You know how hard it is to submit to the things that he's asking you to do. No, I don't. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, I, I just I'm running from God. And the reason is because he's gonna make me do what I don't want to do. No, he's not. That's the devil. That comes under the devil all day, every day. You, but maybe that's your God. Don't know. See what I mean? My words are to reveal God's heart. And when my words say something else, it's like, well, I believe that's exactly what the Lord meant by that, dear. Where did you get that? Well, I heard somebody say it, but where did you see it in the Word? God works in mysterious ways, his wonders to perform, and nobody can know what he's doing. No. He does work in mysterious ways, but to us it has been given to know. That's right. Come on. Yes. Yes. He says, hey, I got a mystery for you. Come on. Let's go play. Let's go. Okay, step one. Now, what does this mean? Ask me a question. What's the question that you want me to ask? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> ask me this. Okay, ask him that. Now what? It's not take two steps, you know, hop on one foot, close your eyes, cross them, do this, that, and the other, go through gyrations fast for 29 years and do this before I'll give you the answer. <laughs> it's not. <That's> so <laughs> Where did you get this? Well, I read about it in a book about the revivals, and this just seemed to be the way they said that you had to tarry. And he said, do you, you know, tarry till the Spirit comes, right? Okay, so when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all together in one place, and the Holy Ghost showed up. The tarrying was done. Very simple. And it's, a, it's an end date for that, and now it's a start for something else. It's like, yeah, well, I don't think I got as much as everybody else, so I think I just wait a little for a double dose. A double dose of what? Uh, I don't know exactly, but you know, I need a double dose. To do what with? Well, at least did I have double. Yeah. All you can eat don't mean that you have to eat at all. Right? All you can eat does not mean you have to eat it all. When you're done, stop. Okay? Next one. Whatever Jesus said, whatever Jesus said is what God said. Okay? Whatever Jesus said is what you said. Right? Because he is my life. And that's Colossians 2.20 and Colossians 3.3-4. So, now, let's get to where we're going to go. Alright, let me repeat this again. We are who he said that we are. Yes? Yes. Okay, we are what you said that we are. Yes. All right. What you say? Okay. What did he say? Now, go to this one. This is the fun part. I'm healed. Keep going, Chris. Just go ahead. I'm Go ahead. Just testimony. 
So, um, who has a testimony based on what you just saw? Come on. Number one. Come on up Because he gave it to me, I have. You don't have. To, you don't have uh, to do anything. You, it, you I want to. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and there's another testimony. Okay. <laughs> this is Christina uh, Devlin. Uh, oh. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, my testimony is um, a mandate that he gave us, and um, on Monday, on the ninth, uh, I was. I went to this gas station and it was pretty busy that day. And um, I heard him say to me, get out of your car, open your trunk and get out of your car. And, Cause there was this woman that was standing, she was so beautiful and she was standing there with the sign. He says, get out and give her that care package. So it was so busy, this man in the truck was looking at me. He was like, so I got out, popped the truck, went in there, got the package, and uh, she looked at me and I said, oh, this is for you. And there's something special for there for you too, and you can, you know, if you need to buy something to eat, right? And I, and, uh, I told her, by the way, what's your name? And she gave me her name, and then um, I got in my car and they all looked at me, and my testimony is that she received that, but the thing was to hear what he said and to do it. So I was taking action. And I told her next time I'll be back, I see her, I would go out, take her. But that's my testimony of how what God had noticed her. She was so beautiful that he wanted to give her something that morning. Hope. Yeah, and she said something very important. She said, because you said you noticed, because when you see it, it's because God sees it. Yes. And I love that. Come on. Number two. Number two. All right. This is Nicole Brown. Good morning. I have an interesting, uh, it's kind of like a threefold testimony, but a couple things that were mentioned this morning. One by Minister Dury about, oh wait, earlier, what did you say? He said something. Him and Pastor Lindsay said something. Sorry, it, it struck me, but. Oh, reading the word and believing it. Okay, reading the word and believing it. And then Pastor Lindsay talked about forgiveness and something else. Forgiveness and something else this morning. You just said two words. Um, but this morning, it started last night and into this morning. But for me, I had a breakthrough. And I had to share it because it is a testimony. I had been doing, following the instructions and doing. But I was experiencing as I was reading the word, um, being challenged in not believing it, having a shroud over me that I didn't realize was there, that I stopped believing God at some point and I didn't realize it. And so it affected every area of my life, especially ministering to others, which is the whole reason why we're here. And so this morning I was completing my we were given an assignment for homework last week, right? And, and I've been going and going and doing and do, whatever, doing different things. But I completed the assignment this morning in my bathroom as I was getting ready. 
something broke free in me, and I can't even explain to you how it happened or what it was, and it doesn't really even matter except for God touched me. And I know that I know that I know that I know. I mean, not that the, I, I never stopped believing in him or that he was real, but there was something in me that stopped expecting that when I read his word, this is going to happen, period. Because then that translates in when you, when you start to minister to somebody. Because how can you say to someone, you are going to be healed. This is going to happen for you. I know it. I know it. I know it. With conviction, when you don't believe it for yourself, that's everything to me. And I was sitting there thinking, oh, you don't want to share that. Of course I do. God did a major miracle for me. And there's people that I love. I've heard Dr. Baker and other people say, there's people that are waiting for us, waiting for us, waiting for us out there for God to allow God to do what he wants to do in us in here. And I got that today. And I give you all the praise, Father God, all the glory and all the honor. And I love you and I thank you in Jesus' name. Yesterday, a few things happened. Um, we came out of our apartment to. <laughs> we came out of our apartment yesterday to <laughs> go to the store, Christine and I. And when we walked out, um, I didn't notice it, but Christine said, Oh my God, someone broke my window of her car window on the passenger side. So I was getting my car, I turned around, and I looked. And it was all broken out. Um, nothing was taken. It was just the glass was broken. So it shifted our whole entire day. Um, we end up going to get the, the window fixed, come back home, um, go into the house, and uh, Christina put the glasses on the counter because she's not tall enough to reach up to the top. So I said, oh, okay, I walked over. And I started putting the, the glasses up. And then the second one I picked up, it, it was in this hand, it hit the, the door and the glass shattered. And I, went, I, I stopped. I said, oh, I said, oh my God, is what I said. Oh my God. And then when I stopped, I was about to go to look down to see where everything was because I could see the, sh the shards um, sparkling. So I started to take my head down like this. And Christine said, wait. And so I, I said, <laughs> and then she reached on my chest, and it was a glass. It was just like this, sitting, so it would have oh cut me. Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord. And I said, that's the second thing with glass. But the apostle had been praying, Psalms 31. She did it on Friday over all of us. I'm sorry, 91. Um, I mean, it was just nonstop, you know, People in our family called, and all this stuff was coming up, and the word came forth that Psalms 91 have been prayed over you. Stop complaining. Stop worrying. 
God already put the word before you. All you had to do is receive it. And then um, the restaurant, I'm trying to think. Oh, yes. And in the restaurant, um, we all went to dinner for Valentine's Day and uh, just hanging out with the girls. And our pastor was there. She was sitting down and she began to um, talk about some things. And she mentioned um, about uh, someone being poisoned. And um, this very next day, that same thing came up. But the word had already went forth. Oh, my God. To break that thing, or just to think, I mean, we saw God just moving after movement, after movement. And really the testimony is in, we are in a safe place. This house, where God has assigned us, our leadership, they cover us. It's true, because we saw it before our eyes unveiled. So, I just want the man. Oh, and then man, another thing. (laughs) A man at the restaurant, we were there about to leave. And all of a sudden, he's yelling and screaming, and he is in a confrontation with one of the managers. And the, the manager is upset, and you know, and he's yelling back at him. We're standing there we're like, okay, it's time to go, right? <laughs> but as we were leaving, the uh, the guy that was all in a frenzy, they walk him out, and uh, as we walk out, Pastor Lanzine touches him, and then she speaks over this man and he as he walks out the noise just came (laughs) just like that instead of the officers that came there instead of them you know roughing them up they just talked to him everything just calm came right down so praise God for that because I'm telling you we saw him time after time after time after time New York. Well, they didn't call. <laughs> they were supposed to call. Well, he has to call your cell phone. Yes, yeah, yeah, so he can speak it through. Yes. So. Okay. Okay. Either that, or we can take him off. Um, we can take that off of stuff, and he can speak through that. Okay. Okay. Want to do it now? All right. Yeah. We're taking you guys off of uh, mute, so you can hear. I mean, so you can. So speak. everybody else mute yourself. Frederick <laughs> or whoever New York is. Go ahead, Frederick. Yeah, somebody's got to, yeah, turn your periscope down. Thank you. You need to turn your periscope down. Thank you, Lisa. No, it's not working. Um, just go. Okay. okay. I'm doing something. You? We'll do something turn, else. Turn you need down. to turn your periscope down, sweetie. Just turn your television down. Or call me. Okay, you know what? Or call me. That's all right. Because okay. we got more to do, so okay, you, you need to get us to the next slide.
talking, I was just remembering, we, we'll, we had been talking about the work. And, you know, some people were like, oh, and we said this to them, well, we're in Stockton. So, oh, Stockton, you know. And then people immediately go to the negative, like you say, East Palo Alto or San Francisco, or, you know, we name a place, and there's a, a, a judgment, a mental judgment. Oh, honey, you don't want to go over there. This is this, this is this, this. So we're in Stockton. Oh, Stockton, you know. No, I don't know. I know that when we go someplace, what God is saying to us is change the atmosphere. Yes, yes, and stop yes. agreeing with what everybody else has to say. Right. Stop agreeing with what everybody else has to say about it. San Francisco is a... But that's not what God said. Right. In fact, he sent prophets you know, into the land to prophesy what he wanted to say. Yes. And so when we... It's when you contend for the prophecy, you contend for everything that God said. It's not simply what we definitely contend for what he said about us, just as we do, hey, you, you said this, you said this. What is the testimony? The testimony of Jesus is what? The spirit of prophecy. When we talk about, I went someplace and this happened, I did this and this happened. I'm speaking for that the same one that did it once will do it again. We're opening up the opportunity. Do we have them? Yes. Okay, come on. Okay, Frederick. Thank you. And I apologize to everyone about the distortion. Testimony is about Thomas Harris. The man has been homeless and living in front of a train station. But this week, he was able to go get a social security card. And he let me know. I don't want to be homeless anymore. All right. But his first step he completed, he got a social security card. That's the testimony. Yes, 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 yes,
Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Okay. So we're going to talk a bit about the assignments from the last two weeks. All right. Um, the assignments from the last two weeks. And one of the things, going to the next one. It says, find the corresponding scriptures for the UR statements in your Bible. How many of you actually did the homework? I got two, one kind of did it. How many of you actually, did, I'm looking at everybody, I'm looking at all the leaders in this place. How many of you did the homework? Okay. Okay. We'll just let the silence speak. Thank you. Not a problem. I learned that from you. Uh, no, I we used to spill it all. She'd ask us a question. We'd answer the wrong answer. And she didn't say anything. And we just sat there and then I'd say, you know, we just confessed where Jimmy Hoffa was. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta know your history to know about me. <laughs> oh okay. We, we, we just spill it all. I, I'll tell everybody secrets today. Right? So, um, that was part of the homework. Again, look at it to find the corresponding scriptures for the UR statements. How many of you actually download the, I didn't say print out because I know there are um, a lot of pages, but actually download those. Um, and I know that people can't raise their hand in New York, but they can send a text message. But actually download those slides, the notes that are on the site for you. The slides, your slides. Mm -hmm. The slides, the homework. No, I have my own. Uh, that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. Well, here's what I know. I'm gonna keep assigning. I'm gonna keep saying. That's it. That's all it is. All right. I'm not mad at anybody. And don't you be mad at me either. Just change. Okay. This is very important. What we're doing. And then the other homework was to do an identity statement. I am who he said that I am. And that's our identity. Okay? Um, it says, using, keep going, Krista, using the scriptures, write a personal identity statement that answers those two questions. The, the, yeah, the, the questions. Yes? Frederick said that you did. Okay, the yeah. question. Thank you, Frederick. Okay. Using, gotcha. <laughs> I knew you had, Frederick, I, and I figured Carlita did too. Um, using the scriptures, writing personal identity statement that answers those two questions about, you know, and you have to go back to what are you, what two questions? I, I put some of these up here, but the rest of them you go back and, and, and you'll know. And then it says, and then go to the next one. And what does it say to do? Bring your identity statement to, to next, next week's workshop and be prepared, prepared to, share. to share. So, um, you don't need to read a whole, well, it's a statement, so, um, Let's do it. Those of you that have written it, come on up. Do you want me to read the scriptures that go with that statement? Um, we're going to do something with that. Just read your, yeah, read, read it. Just do it. Okay. Do it. I was, my personal destiny statement, and I don't know, did you say my name? Nicole Brown. <laughs> I was created by God to put him first and love him with everything in me and everything that I have. Okay. According to Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 6, Proverbs 4, 9 through 10, and Malachi 3, 6 through 12. 
I am chosen, a king and priest of a royal priesthood made of incorruptible seed, based on Jeremiah 1.5, Ephesians 1.4, 1 Peter 2.9, and Revelation 1.6. I have been made righteous and holy through the precious blood of Jesus. I am a new man, Ephesians 2.10 and 4.24, and 2 Corinthians 5.17. I am blessed, prosperous, and successful, and was created by God to do good works in his kingdom, according to Psalm 1 and Ephesians 2.10. I am blessed and loved with an everlasting love by God himself, who is love. Jeremiah 31.3, Romans 8.31-39, 1 John 4.8. I, I hope I did this right. That's perfect. Okay. I was created by God in his own image to prosper and have dominion over the earth's goods. I'm sorry, let me start. I was created by God in his own image to prosper and have dominion over the earth's goods and systems to bring glory to his name and kingdom. And that's according to Genesis 1, 26 through 28, Deuteronomy 8, 18, and Psalm 24, 1. And lastly, I was called to seek and save those who are lost, win souls, and be a fisher of men so that they can be fully converted to Christ and receive eternal life. That's according to Proverbs eleven thirty, Matthew 4, 19, and Luke 19, 10. That's awesome. Wow. That is awesome. Yeah, this is Judge Thompson's humanist. Okay, um, you made a statement. Come on, um, she's one of my co-hosts, and she did an awesome, awesome thing on with last Wednesday night. I mean, it was so powerful. The thing you she said a tiny bit something, and one of the things that you said, I you made a very bold statement. You said because this is what the word says, and I from this moment on, it's changed. And so then it, it, it's like just setting the tone, the difference in the authority that came to me was like, that's, I believe you. Oh, no, we got feedback on that. I believe you. And so she's going to be back next, this Wednesday, too. Okay. <laughs> we're going to continue to talk. So go ahead. <laughs> Whoa, I'm humbled. Um, Mine were combined um, because there's really just one phrase that God had given me on February 4th. It was early in our time. This fasted time has been amazing. And if there are any in this body that have not jumped into this, I don't think it's too late. Just jump into it now because his treasures that he is unearthing, you've heard some of them, um, are incredible. My testimony and my identity is I am anointed and I'm appointed. And the reason, this makes me, actually makes me giggle with joy every time I hear it. When I was appointed to be a judicial officer, they told me, you are appointed, not anointed. <laughs> and there was good reason for that. that so that I didn't let um, my own self-importance or arrogance seep into what I was doing on the bench and administering justice because then that would corrupt um, my uh, role and uh, what I was doing. So that... I didn't realize it had been so firmly embedded in me 
because I held it always at the at, at the front of my conscience when I each day that I worked that it didn't break open for me that I was anointed until just in the last few weeks. And when that happened, it was like all of a sudden, all the things that Jesus said that we are in him began to um, come to life in me. How do I know that I have an anointing? What do I say? I say what Jesus said. That's Luke 8, 4, 18, when he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and I won't read all of these because we don't have time. John 14, 23, If a man loves me, he will keep my word. Um, John 14, 12, and 13, He who believes in me will do the works I do also. And John 14, the word became flesh. Um, and we saw his glory, the glory, the only son of the father, full of grace and truth. And grace is another way that we say anointing that I learned as well. And that now grace me has a different meaning to me. How do I know that I'm anointed? What do I hear? What the Apostle Paul said, 1 Corinthians 1, 4, 7, the grace of God, his ability, the, the um, anointing and appointing was given to me through Jesus Christ. And by him I was enriched in everything. As I testify of Christ, he will help me in all my speech that's, uh, and knowledge so that I do not lack any gift as I wait upon his revelation. Second Peter 2.9 I am chosen as part of the royal priesthood so that I might declare the goodness of God who has called me out of darkness yes. into his marvelous light. Yes. Now, what do I have? Those are the three questions. What do I say? Um, what do I hear? What do I have? Philippians 1.16 I am confident that he who began a good work in me will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. 2 Timothy 1, 6, 11. So this week I'm stirring up the gift of God, which is in me by the laying on of hands. And I've had hands laid on me by this ministry. I do not have a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Who have a holy calling from God for his own purpose and grace, which is given to me in Christ Jesus before the world began, in which I've been anointed and appointed as a teacher. I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. That's what it says in Philippians 1, 17. And I am not forsaken. The devil tried to take me out, but what he intended for harm... God intended for my benefit and his purposes because he brought me here to this ministry. Philippians 1, 7. I am a fellow partaker of the anointing of grace in this house. So I say again that I know all things work together for good 
for those who love God or are called according to his purpose. So if God is for me, who can be against me? Romans 8, 28, 30. Okay, now you saw two outstanding examples of identity. Different styles, but whoa. Some impact. So as I said, Judge Constance is my monthly co-host on Wednesday nights, and Nicole Brown will be launching a program in the month of March called Little Things. So <laughs> you got you see it's worth listening to, right? Y'all heard that? You did yes, a lot out yes. of that, what God says to you. Did you have something to say? Yeah, announce my program for Tuesday. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. And Tuesday night, just to, to, this is our commercial break. Um, <laughs> Tuesday night, Dr. Baker will be uh, her program. What is it called now? Tuesday night chat. This is a Tuesday night chat with Dr. Baker where grown folks will talk. And she has a special guest this week. It is. Yeah, it is. She has she has a special guest this week on Tuesday night. Is Minister Alfred Bourne. All right. All right. So that's a nice smile. It's a perfect smile. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's keep going. Um, the question was, who do I say that I am? And that's what these identity statements, and um, we'll do some more next week. So get them done, because what just happened was they prophesied. Yes. That's obeying um, Habakkuk, write the vision, and make it plain. So those that read it, they can read it, they can run with it, they can, it, can, it can be performed. This is, this is if we don't testify and give the testimony of who we are. Wow. See, it's cre it creates a path to walk. And it allows the changes to manifest. These words are the words of transformation. It's very important. Yes. Yes. Who do I say that I am? Why is that important? Because in a situation, in a place, when we were in, in the restaurant, on Friday, and, and there were a couple of different things that were happening, and we spoke to every single time one of these spirits decided to jump up. Uh, that's why, Crystal, I know prophetically they were trying to cut, to shut you up. There are words that you must say, and if we can slit her throat, go for the juggler, shut her down, get her so focused on this, on that, See, that was glass that shattered, but you are crystal. That's light, and it's not the same. It's not the same. So you will speak more this week than you spoke last week, and you will trounce down, speak words that allow the, uh, Satan to be crushed under your feet, and you will be relentless in it. They will not shut you. Who do you say that you are? In a situation where I can't do this, I can't afford it, this, that, or the other, you're saying who you are. But you're not saying the truth. You're speaking about a counterfeit, or not even a counterfeit, a fake, a lie, a, a wrong image. Because we're not 
less than. Head, not tail. Above, not beneath. The people at work are doing this and so. No, they're only doing that because you, and you're reinforcing it. So stop saying it. And start saying what God said. You say what God said in every place. Keep going. Okay. What do I say that I am? I'm the righteous. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Well, then manifest. That's what we're saying to ourselves, you see. We wouldn't say these things. We wouldn't put these slides in front of us. We wouldn't do all of this if it were not possible to do. If God was saying, telling us to do all this and then leaving it Leaving us, up, leaving us on our own to try to figure it out, then I could see what we would be destined for failure, but he put himself in us and gave us his word to ensure that he, we would have the same success as Jesus because Jesus said, I, my father in me does the work. My father does the work. My father does the work. Why? Because, because he was saying his father's words. And the Father had already established, um, you speak my word, I hasten over my word and bring it to pass. You don't, you don't bring my word to pass. I do it. So now you understand when we talk about immersion in his word, cleanses us of everything that is not him. Because the word of God starts to fill those places in us, the insecurities, the areas, where all of a sudden the righteousness moves so much that we recognize, hey, like the men in... Um, the, the lepers that had gone to the camp, the, the Syrian camp, we're not doing right. That we can get all of this and leave our, our, our people starving. Well, the word of God says, hey, we're, you know, when those other words happen, it's like, no, no, no. These aren't the right words because this is alien to the truth. This is alien to the will of God for me. So this has to go. You'll awaken in the mornings. The Bible says it, that he wakens me morning by morning with a word in season, a word for the weary. You'll give me a, and sometimes that's me. My, my, one of my first God encounters every day is that I awaken with a decision that apparently as I was sleeping, the Spirit of God is ministering, the Word of God is ministering, and I wake up with a decision. Because he very gently leads us, and sometimes it's right in your face, but it's still gentle in comparison to what he could do, that he never does. See? Even when people say, well, he was quiet, he was not pleased, he was very upfront with me, upbraided me, and so forth. He probably did, but he didn't smash me like a bug. <laughs> so it's still him. It's still him. Immersion in this word, that's what we mean. It cleanses us of everything that is not him. Because it points to it and says, that's not me. That doesn't belong here. Cleaning my garage yesterday, I found two, a bag and a box. And they didn't look familiar, and I looked in them, and the stuff I didn't recognize because it didn't belong to me. So I found some things that belonged to other people, which I was able to return. Because it wasn't me. It wasn't of me. Therefore, it needed to, in this case, this is not evil stuff, you understand. But, but it was simply, I'm saying, ah, something that's not mine. needs to be returned to the rightful owner. And God's, you know, he doesn't, you know, Satan's stuff, that's different. You just kill it, crush it, get it out. The blood of Jesus annihilates it, it demolishes it, cleanses it, sanitizes me. And says, I don't want this stuff in here because it's not ours. And we don't want, they do the cleaning. We don't want broke stuff. We don't want old stuff. We don't want crap stuff. We don't want da-da-da-da-da. All right? 
Therefore, we can live the life he created us to live. Let's just keep going, Crystal, because I, 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 have, I want to get to a point. We live according to the kingdom law of life because we can. And that's Philippians 2.13 and Philippians 4.13. So you are blessed, and we go with those. Let's, um, well, you know what? I'll take you through them again, and we're just going to go very quick, and we'll get to what I want to go to. So just go ahead and do them. You're blessed. You're the salt of the earth. And I'm telling you, you are the life of the world. God said this, you are of more value than the bird of the air. You are the branch. Yes. You are his friend. You are seated in the heavenly Jesus. You are in Christ Jesus. You are holy to the Lord. You fight for the position of victory, always. And the peace of God crushes Satan under your feet. Yes, yes, yes. God's peace does that. You come short in no gift. You were enriched in everything by him in all utterance and all knowledge. We'll get into that one maybe next week. You've got God. This, you kill. Eternal passivity. All of those things that you are. Eternal goes against internal passivity and tolerance of carnal-minded alternatives, which is groupthink to truth. It has to go. So you get rid of it, yes, and throw it away. Okay? You are foreknown, predestined, called, justified, and glorified. God is for you, not against you. Keep going. Please. Culture crash. Clash. That's what we have, is a culture conflict. Clash. We were talking about the culture of God, the culture of the kingdom of God. There is a clash of cultures. Yes. When you and I do the living for that, please. The living and breathing. Let's open this scripture, Romans chapter 12. This is the class right here. Romans 12. Familiar, but read it as new. He said, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, beg of you in view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideas and its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. See, again, it goes back to his point of view. So you cultivate his... Oh, go, go back, go back. Yes, please. To the culture clash. Okay. So it's when you live and breathe, Romans 12, 1 and 2. I have made a dedication of my body. I am not conformed to this world. I do not think like this world thinks. I do exactly what we've been looking at. I'm taking on God's thoughts, God's point of view, and so forth. Then there's going to be a clash of cultures. This is the same thing we were talking about with family, friends, whoever, um, the ones close to you, the ones that you want to get with and be with, and all this other kind of stuff. When they disagree with what God says and wait for you to change, to, to, to become what they say, instead of being what God said, you have just clashed. There's two cultures clashing. And I'm telling you that you were made so that the kingdom of God has the dominance. 
and you allow it. This is what he's saying here. I allow the kingdom of God to have dominance in me over and above any other thought or belief. So when the cultures clash, let them clash, but come out the winner. And you can claim the people. They're coming. God knows what to do with your family. He really does. Go ahead. Cultivate God's point of view. See, we're saying the same thing, but we're going to say it a little bit different. This is the culture clash. I cultivate God's point of view. I think only God's thoughts. I seek and act upon God's wisdom. I seek and live according to God's knowledge. I allow God's understanding and God's insight to form within and flow from me. I'm a kingdom citizen, releasing kingdom words in earth from my seat in heaven. So you can turn this slide into a personal identity statement. You can make this a part of it. And by the way, they're already on the website. Okay. Keep going. You are victorious. You are more than a conqueror through him. You are the head. You are above. You are healed. You are free. You are redeemed. Do you notice? God says all these things, and people let one word from the devil take them out of it. You're stupid. You can't learn. You're this. You're that. And they allowed that one sentence, that phrase, to dominate, so completely control their lives, it controls their actions, it controls their beliefs about themselves. You'll never be, you'll never have, you'll never do, you'll never go, you'll never get. And yet, he's saying all this. If there was only one scripture in the whole Bible that said something positive about you, then I could understand, and it's not even positive, it's truth. These are not positive things, this is the truth. It's not positive. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. See? It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. You're called. You're anointed. You're appointed for good works. You are sanctified. You are made alive. You are blessed. You are prosperous. You are forgiven for his name's sake. You are an overcomer. You are a God. Because we are who God said that we are. All right? You are, see, there's more. Um, there's more. You are victorious. You are more than a conqueror through it. You are the head. You are above. You are healed. You are free. You are redeemed. Come on. You're called. You're anointed. You're appointed. I'm just repeating. Appointed for good, anointed, appointed for good works. You're sanctified. You're made alive. You're blessed. You're yes, prospered. Yes. I have to say it again. It's repetitious, okay? Go back over the you are statements. This is what I said. Keep meditating and muttering aloud over them until the you are becomes I am statements. I am who God said that I am. You cannot do this once. You cannot sit here and listen and just go, yeah, yeah, I take this. This is a powerful word. And 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 let that be, and let that be it. You can't. Because it's not enough. And if you think that it is, then just eat once this week and be done with it. Oh, my God. <laughs> one biscuit. Just one biscuit. Okay? Just one. And say, so that's it. Because that's enough to last me for the rest of my life. No, it isn't. All right? So this is what I'm saying. This is that spirit food. What do you say? We're going to keep going through this. Is it his will or your will to be done? The answer to that is his will. And my will is to have his will done. See, it's both. My will is to have his will be done. I decide what I want, and it's happened, and it will happen. My life will be bathed in light. Well, he's not saying I decide for uh, the, demo, uh, the demolishing of uh, everything that God said for me. 
Now, if you choose that, then, then that will be so. But he's saying you decide that you want his will over and above your own. You decide that you want his plan, that, you, that he does know what he's doing. You decide that what he says is true. You decide that you only want truth in your life, that you're tired of, of tolerating between truth and a lie. When your feelings, I, I went through this, when your emotions, when our emotions and all these things vacillate back and forth between God said, but they, but they think this, and God said, and this is this, and this is this. No, see, that there is no but. There is, it's God said, and I'm walking in it. God said, and. This is the, the change of conjunction from a but to an and. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. See what he said? My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Okay. Uh, Mark 9 7, there was a cloud that overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son, hear him. Oh, next week we're going to look at that and some more. Okay, so what do you have? I don't know that I have anything. Well, the Bible says all things are yours. Yeah, but I don't have enough for this. All things are yours. You know, it's, it's really weird. It's like, okay, I trust God to pay this, and I asked him, and then I don't say anything else about it. I don't prophesy it. I don't build my expectation, which we've heard these things today. But, and then I'm upset that he didn't do it. Well, he did do it, but I didn't unlock it. My words unlock things. Words are keys, too, to unlock those treasures. The word is the treasure. And so what do you get? You get the manifestation of. You open the box, and out comes the treasure. The word of God manifested is a treasure. The word itself is a treasure. All things are new. I have all sufficiency in all things. I have the ability to do all things through Christ. I have all sufficiency. This is 2 Corinthians 9.8. I have all, all, all sufficiency in all things. You know, that's probably something that many people that call themselves children of God do not believe. Because the words are usually, I can't. I can't, I can't, I can't. My grandmother said, and I guess your father said, can't is dead. You took the apostrophe and killed that T. <laughs> It's part of my legacy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And I guess it's finally got, it, it came into me too. You understand? What I'm saying is, is you know everything that you do to fail, how, how you be so successful at failing? If you would take the same ability to carry them over to focus on winning, you're going to knock it out the park. Because you already know how to apply spiritual principles just been employing them to the wrong thing or deploying them to the wrong words. Bringing them about to pass in our lives the words that the devil said. Well, since you have the power to do that, how do you do it? Because you keep saying what he said. So if you keep saying what the devil said and the devil keeps doing what you said, then you know how to use spiritual words. Now, get them from the right source. And it will work. And you know it will because you've always seen it work. See, I told you that wasn't going to happen. Okay, now tell me what will. It's already in us to do it. I need to pray to ask the Lord to teach me. You actually know. So here's your internal homework, or internal work, uh, a.k.a. homework. And i got two minutes, so it's already it. This is what it is. Word focus. Yeah, it's homework. Go ahead. More? Yes. Choose one of the scriptures you found in the Word over the last few weeks. Those of you who have done your homework and those of you who are doing your homework. 
you're going to have to choose. You're going to go through and see, let me tell you something. This is designed to be built one upon the other. So if you decide to just do this, but you don't have the, the background, it's not going to work for you the way that the intent is. The intent is for all of us to break through and be so transformed. And it's almost like it's just a whole bunch of new people actually finally manifesting. So you, if you... If you haven't done the first part, you're going to have to do it to get to this, for this to have the powerful impact that it's intended. It's line upon line, layer upon layer, all right? But here's what we're doing. Choose one of the scriptures we found in the Word over the last few weeks. This week, you will, oh, okay, my title, that's what you get the time that you want to call in the morning. This week, you will make, take the and out, this week you will make that scripture your focus first. You're going to write it down. You're going to go to the Word, have your uh, our, uh, prayer fast notebook or whatever, write it down. After you write it down, mutter it, meditate upon it, speak it to yourself and over your life every day in the next week. You said that I am. You said that I am. So I am. You said that I am. So I am. You said that I am. So I am. I am who you said that I am. Yes. Are all the assignments on the website? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so I can go back and get all of them. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Then we look forward to a really great testimony next week. Because I know you people love your word. And she volunteered you, but that's the way it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a straight up right there. Welcome to my world. <laughs> That's right. You gave us a homework assignment, and I'm doing that. So, hello. Okay, word focus again. Choose one of the scriptures. Um, when you when you do this, just cross the word and out, or you know what? I'll update it a little bit later because I don't like that. Um, this week you will make that scripture your focus prayer statement. Write it down. Choose one of the scriptures. It, it may be uh, John, uh, Luke four eighteen, or whatever this nineteen, whatever it is. Ask Holy Spirit. That, I didn't put that in there, but I think we know this by now. Ask Holy Spirit. What do you want me to focus on? Because you will be transformed. Yeah. This will become so solidified and anchored in you, you will never go back to the way you were. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I want to do it with all of them. You will. But you're going to start with one. Focus on one, because that one will be the one that leads to the next one. You understand? Besides, don't be overly ambitious if you're just starting to do your homework. Yes, yes. We won't, I guarantee you. All right, that's all I have for today. Um, if you have any questions, if you have any questions, then you can contact me directly, PL3 Lead. Is that the right email address for me? Is that my email address? Okay, thank you. I've been telling you that. PL3LeaAstoundingLove.org. To those of you that are joining us online, you are welcome to do the homework too. Go to www.astoundinglove.org and under uh, references or resources, there is a link that says Pastor Lundzine's Notes. You go there and everything that you need is in the slide. If you get the slides now, you're going to have the one with the error. If you give it, um, do it tomorrow, then I'll have updated the better one. Also, make sure that you click on Dr. Baker's picture on that website, and it'll tell you what the other assignments are. And there is a link for the um, Jezebel's Children um, 
service and teaching that was done by Pastor Jensen Franklin. So you can find that on and I'll try to add the number of the lesser seminar one a little bit later, but it is there. So we thank you so much for joining us. We're at 1914 Trade Zone Boulevard in San Jose, California. Our zip code is 95131. Our phone number is 408-945-4439. We invite you to join us in 15 minutes for the second Biblical Solutions for Life, where our apostle, Dr. Baker, will be coming forth to really teach us. And I mean, it's going to be good. So thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you on today and Tuesday and Wednesday. Good night or goodbye.